0: Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this
1: something that I've been doing to the
2: point
0: In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move.
2: What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois
1: with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's
0: gone! And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks.
3: What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans doing? for this.
0: And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
3: Welcome in, uh, welcome in to a, a Football Friday edition of the uh, Start and Lineup. Here on ESPN Radio, 98.9 The Game. Live here in the 98.9 and Jack FM Studios, it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour here on Trash Show Radio. Coming up for your Football Friday. Got to take a look at the uh, football slate for week number four in high school football. Finally, got to go in depth with the matchups for this evening. Of course, we'll all be all over the FEM game, over on Jack FM versus Mattoon Toon, homecoming for the Green Wave tonight, so extra special in the air tonight. And also over on WCRA, it'll be the Cumberland Pirates taking on Villa Grove. They're in Villa Grove, as we had both coaches on this week on that side of the matchup to talk about that one, so we'll go in-depth with that. We'll also hit up on some local sports that do not involve the gridiron, as we'll take a look at what happened yesterday, and we'll take a quick peek at what's happening tonight and this weekend as well. And of course, it is a football Friday, so college football tomorrow. And that means we got to take a look at the Illinois Fighting Illini. That's right, Fighting Illini against Penn State. The Orange out there at Memorial Stadium. We gave away tickets uh, yesterday on the uh, program. And uh, it'll be 11 a.m. kickoff, but it'll be a 10 a.m. pregame show right here on 98.9 the game. And uh, we also got high school pick'em to do as well. We got NASCAR to take a look at, and it's at Bristol under the lights. This weekend, so we'll do our pick there, and we'll touch on football that happened last night on Thursday Night Football, and uh, continue that college football talk as well, not named Illini. So uh, that's what's coming up, and uh, again, we got the high school games uh, tonight. We also got the Cardinals, 6 uh, six We'll begin the uh, pregame show right here on 98.9, 7.05 will be the first pitch this evening in Bush Stadium. And then uh, tomorrow it is a five twenty. And if you were listening yesterday, we also gave away the Cardinal tickets as well for tomorrow's game. And uh, that will be a special bobblehead giveaway: the Wizard, Ozzie Smith, yes, bobblehead. Um, so uh, plus
1: this day in sports history in the pod,
3: mm hmm, entertainment in the pod, uh, entertainment. I forgot to put that down.
1: Entertainment. Okay. We we got a jam packed show today, Travis. I'll I have tell to, you what. Uh,
3: I'll have to put that down, make that of a note. And then, of course, on uh, Sunday, you got a uh, double dose of uh, baseball action mm-hmm. right here on eight nine. You got 12-20 of the uh, Cardinal game, Cardinals versus Phillies. And also uh, later on in the, in the evening, you'll get Sunday night baseball as well with the uh, Cubs, yeah. Diamondbacks,
4: yeah.
3: on Sunday night baseball this week. So Man, like that. a little double dip on a Sunday, a little double dip for Cardinals-Cubs action there so that is an update on the broadcast schedule for you and then of course following us here on the radio after the noon hour is the sports spectacular power powered by the Illini guys so they will be hitting hard and heavy with the Penn State Illinois coverage as well all right so uh, like Eric said we got a jam-packed show today so we need to kick it off and let's say uh, kick it off here with first things first before we get into the show things first. And that's of course where we're starting off here in high school football and we're starting with the two games that we'll be at tonight as Dominic and I will be in Matuna for the Green Wave Homecoming and that's where the FEM Hearts will be over on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Pivotal game to a start off Apollo Conference play there this evening as both these teams down the pipeline, we'll have to face the tough Apollo Conference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no matter who wins the game, the road will be tough. But if you drop this one, it'll be even tougher. Uh, if you go when you go forward, uh, FEM's got Charleston next week. Mattoon is at Mount Zion next week. So it's pivotal for. Uh, both these teams to uh, get off a good start on conference play. FEM trying to bounce back after uh, back-to-back losses. Mount Carmel two weeks ago and then just last week to a uh, Breeze Modern Day. We heard from Coach Hefner on the show yesterday in the uh, podcast that he last week's loss was just different from what uh, FEM was used to over the last several uh, years. Didn't like the competitiveness of the uh, team last week against Modern Day. So while they're preparing for Mattoon, they also are looking within, trying to correct some things uh, there with the attitude that they bring to the field on Friday nights. And
1: Travis, I, I gotta say it's too early in the season to be having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking week three. Yeah. But at the same time, We're a third of the way through the season. You got to deal with it.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. You got to figure it out. You got
1: to figure it out if, if you're Effingham.
3: Yep, and so, uh, Mattoon coming off their loss last week to uh, Highland, as it was closer than the score would indicate, you know, uh, Mattoon had it down within a single point and had some good uh, offensive plays, including a big kickoff return there by Arnold, and then they had a hook and ladder in the second quarter where they had the lead at one point, but then eventually Highland uh, took control, and so... Uh, they'll have to uh, bounce back there. Their first win came a couple weeks ago against Olney, and uh, they're under Coach Kimbrough for his second season, and they have a lot of the same players uh, that they do Uh, last year. One thing that I have seen uh, from Matt Toon is that they play a lot of guys both ways, so uh, maybe the Hearts can use that to their advantage. Of course, they have players that go both ways as well, but uh, I see a lot of people uh, going both ways tonight for uh, the Green Wave. You know, guys like their quarterback, uh, Slayer uh, Trier. Uh, Trier. Um, he was a quarterback last year when FEM won this game 34 nothing last year. And this game was also in Mattoon. And if you're wondering, hmm, we didn't FEM just go to Mattoon last year? Well, yes, yes. They, did. yes they did. As uh, due to uh, Lincoln leaving the uh, conference, uh, the uh, two-year period of uh, home and away uh, reset. So, uh, chose yeah. to go to Mattoon two years in a row hmm. here so that is why we're back in Mattoon and you know extra motivation tonight with the homecoming for oh, the yeah. green wave as well I want to put a good showing in front of the fans and it's always better when you win a homecoming trust me I know oh you know I lost my homecoming game uh, <laughs> to Robinson
1: I, I don't remember I honestly don't remember any homecomings ever.
3: I just re- I just remember that because we were we were psyched for the game, and then the the dance was kind of a little bit of a letdown after That's why after I've you seen lose. So many
1: schools, by the way, doing Saturday dances now for homecoming. Yeah, you notice that in case yeah. things don't well, go well on the football field, you can forget about it. It's the next day.
3: I mean, yeah, I think in our in our parents' days, it would be like uh, the game would be in the afternoon, and then the dance would be later in the night huh. uh there on saturday um i'm not for sure how that uh, used to work but i thought i heard a couple of stories about that but uh so uh mattoon trying to get a good st- uh, start on homecoming and FEM trying to uh bounce back and get on the right foot and then uh, that game will be over on Jack FM, and uh, the game over on a uh, WCRA. That's 99.5, 107.7, 1090 AM, and it's the uh, two-in-one Cumberland Pirates. They'll look to uh, bounce back after uh, their first loss of the season last week against uh, Sullivan, and uh, they'll be uh, traveling into a uh, Villa Grove, who is coming off their first win of the uh, season, much-needed win. Therefore, Coach Wilson and the uh, Blue Devils after they started off 0-2 and they beat Nicomis, made the long trek to mm-hmm. Nicomis last weekend. Friendly confines here of uh, Villagrove and Cumberland.
1: Yeah, and you know, Travis, uh, this to me I think is a very important matchup. Because as you, as you said, you know, Villagrove, yes, they're 1-3. But, Travis, no one yet has played Sullivan as close as Villagrove did. They only lost by 14 to them. And then that was week one on yep. a Saturday, mind you, at noon. Not scheduled to be a Saturday game, but because of the heat. Week one, it got moved to and Saturday. That Ryan. can mess with things as well. And then week two against Arthur, Travis Stillen lost by eight to Arthur.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and and then last week you said they mm-hmm. won by seven. They've been in close games. They've been there
4: they for
3: have, yeah. every
1: single one of these games. Right. I know history... Is on the Pirates' side. It is. However, there's just something about this game today and tonight. If Cumberland comes out here not focused, and more importantly, if the run game gets stopped, or Cumberland falls behind early,
3: Mm -hmm. the Pirates could be in trouble. Yep.
1: And what it's going to come down to? Protecting the football. Mm -hmm. Seven turnovers through three games.
3: Hmm.
4: That yep.
1: that's not going to win you games against good opponents. No. So, Cumberland has yet to have a game where they haven't had a turnover.
3: Hmm. I think one of the the big things uh, for Villagrove, talking to uh, Coach Wilson, is how they react to the third quarter. Uh, that's been kind of their Achilles' heel. The the season it's really kind of killed him as uh, he uh, Coach Wilson mentioned in the interview that tried something different didn't go into the locker room just stayed on the field but still didn't work out they still uh, had like 13 points in the third quarter did Nikomis so I'm looking for the Blue Devils to have a big a quarter there and you mentioned the history as well and uh, Coach Wilson said that uh, the players get get up for. Cumberland and extra motivation. is kind of like a rivalry game, but it's not a rivalry game because the old adage is not a rivalry game until both sides win. And unfortunately, Villa Grove has not won as of late. Cumberland has had their number. Hate to bring it up, but five seasons, therefore, Coach Wilson only one and a four against the uh, Cumberland Pirates. And the only win in the series brought this excellent sound clip.
4: For a
3: touchdown. No! So No That was a hail yes. mary in 2019 for Villa Grove to pick it. up the win. <laughs> I remember it very well. An all-time sounder, right there, from I'm, the one and only Eric Fry. Why are you bringing that up, Travis? <laughs> I love to play that. You're you, now you just you the passion. It in the air. You <laughs> I know.
1: Brought it in the air tonight. The
3: passion. Uh, I love it there. <laughs>
1: I. I to me, this is this is going to be an important fight for both these teams because, again, with this being a closed conference now, every single one of these conference games is critical. Right. And you want to make sure you have the head-to-head matchup against teams you're going to kind of be close to all season long. And right. these two teams expect to be close to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Cumberland falling to 2-2 two and two would be a huge loss, especially with Arthur next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked with coach, you know, and, and, you know, we kind of talked a little bit and I feel Travis, if you're Cumberland, you have to win one of these next three games minimum or you yep. will not have a postseason chance. Mm. You have to win one of these three games, right? Because you don't, because, because you don't know, you know, you have to win against, against Villagrove, Arthur or Cola. Cause you don't know what you're going to get out of Argenta, You don't know what you're going to get out of Nicomas. Mm-hmm. Those are two wild cards this year. Yeah. So I feel if Cumberland's going to have a postseason chance, and at 5-4 and four, in Class 1A, we've seen them make it at 5-4, and four, we've seen them miss at 5-4. and four. With a closed conference, you have no extra games to get points from.
3: Right, yeah. And that is, that one is of the bad where things. it is
1: so critical, especially when we talk about how weak the Lincoln Prairie is.
3: Mm-hmm. Those
1: points are going to be so valuable. You've got to get six wins to make the playoffs, I feel.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a tough if you only have uh, five wins there, but mm-hmm. uh, from Villagrove's perspective, they've already faced Sullivan and Arthur. Both yep. those teams are 3-0, and yep. and Cumberland, like you mentioned, uh, has already played Sullivan last week, and they'll get Arthur uh, next week uh, there. So uh, all important there on the schedule. We
1: said entering last week, these next four weeks will show us what the Cumberland Pirates are made of. Mm-hmm. Sullivan, Villagrove, Arthur, Arcola. Yeah. These next four weeks are going to be the four weeks.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll uh, see what happens uh, tonight. 7 o'clock kickoffs for uh, both of uh, those uh, games over on Jack for the Hearts and on WCRA for the uh, Pirates. We'll step away momentarily, but then we'll return and talking more high school football, and we'll take a look at the rest of the week for Slate Around the Area. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup.
0: From the ninety-eight nine The Game Studios. The
2: starting lineup. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham, equal housing lender and member FDIC. At Eubinger's Furniture Company, we know how important a good night's sleep is and how hard it is to get sometimes. You've tried a hard bed, soft beds, and maybe even those crazy ones that come in a box. Still, you aren't sleeping well. So come out to Eubinger's and let us show you what a luxurious, restful night's sleep can be. Our staff is knowledgeable and can help you figure out just what kind of bed you need. Don't wait another night. Come to Eubinger's Furniture Company's mattress sale, where the deal's worth the drive. Highway 50 East, Flora.
1: Is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous.
3: All right, (laughs) we'll get back on track.
1: Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a
0: break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break.
3: Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Just got done talking about the FEM and Cumberland matchups for tonight in high school football. Let's take a look at the rest of the Week 4 action in the area. And we'll stay in the Apollo Conference as Muhammad Seymour. They are two and one on the season, and they are traveling to Charleston to meet up on a Trojan Hill. And the Trojans are three and zero, oh, dating back to last season, seven game winning streak right now. And Charleston hasn't been four and zero oh since two thousand and four. And Muhammad next week will see Taylorville. Up next, so I still kind of get the vibes that maybe still some disrespect kind of being thrown towards Charleston of whether mm-hmm. they're actually uh, for real or not. So if they can win, that definitely proves uh, those wrong. And so looking to make it even more of a statement uh, if they could pull off a win against Muhammad tonight.
1: Absolutely, it would. Travis, be a huge statement for Charleston.
3: And Muhammad, they on the other side of that, they want to make a statement that, hey, we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We still got uh, something to say about this Apollo Conference title when everybody kind of ro- wrote still us off. going to go through us, yeah. Right, exactly. We're still the two-time defending champions uh, going on here. Uh, and then uh, the undefeated matchup tonight in the Apollo starting uh, conference play, uh, the 3-0 and Mount Zion Braves will be at... The Taylorville Tornadoes were also 3-0, and and the last time these two teams matched up undefeated, both teams were 5-0 and in 2019. Of course, Mount Zion that year finished the regular season undefeated, and Taylorville, that kind of started their uh, losing streak, uh, but they still made the playoffs. That year, uh, Mount Zion won in a blowout that year, 31-2 of 14. So i will definitely be interested in finding out of those two scores. And mm-hmm. hey, we talked about uh, Charleston uh, with the respect. We'll see Taylorville if they can uh, pull off the upset, or I'm just looking at them to see if they can keep it close. Because last week Mount Zion 2-0 against Salem. I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. So I think it would just be a win if. Taylorville just keeps it close here, a moral victory for that, and coaches don't like that.
1: At the same time, Travis, I mean, Taylorville's been playing some good football this year. They are. You got to go in thinking we're going to come out and win.
3: Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. But, though, I'll just bring it up. 0-9 are the team's records that Taylorville's beaten. I know, I
1: know, I know.
3: (laughs) know. (laughs) But they they can prove something to me. Uh, tonight, with the performance against I hope they do. Mount Zion. I hope they do. And it's a home game for Taylorville, so that's important too. In the uh, Lincoln uh, Prairie, other uh, conference matchups the uh, Tri County Titans 0 3. There are Cola, who the Purple Riders are 1 and 2 on of the season. Titans are looking to avoid their first 0 4 start since 2016. And that, they started 0-5, and Arcola trying to bounce back after that uh, loss on a last-second two-point conversion against Argenta. So, Arcola bouncing back tonight against the uh, Titans. You hope. For the Purple Riders' sake, yeah. yeah.
1: You hope if you're Arcola, you bounce back. You're hoping if you're Tri-County, you get your first win. Right. Um, these are two teams, Travis, that I I think one of the two probably thought they may be here. I don't think they both thought they'd be here sitting at possibly one and three or maybe 500. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but new coach there in Arcola going through some growing pains here early
3: on. Right. Yeah. Uh, Purple Riders got a Villa Grove next weekend. Mm-hmm. They still have to face Arthur in week eight. Yep. Uh, there. Uh speaking of Argenta five winless season streak and including 0-5 during the, the uh, uh pandemic. Uh no, that was not Argenta, that was uh, Sullivan. I'm jumping ahead of myself, but Argenta, they snapped a the losing streak that they had last week uh, against Arcola. And uh, this is what I was talking about. Argenta is facing Sullivan uh tonight who is a 3 and during twenty seventeen to twenty twenty-one. The uh, Sullivan has had five winless seasons, 0 and 5 during the pandemic, and they were 4 and 5 last year. So with a win tonight, they can win as many games as they've had in the last seven years, wow. just here in this one season.
1: That is incredible. That's an incredible stat, Travis. Yeah. I, what What can we say? This team is good. They are is good, and the best thing they could have done, Travis, was take that year off. Mm -hmm. A couple years ago When they didn't have enough And instead of going through another season Of 0-9 football You came out And now you got kind of a new lease on life
3: Mm Mm-hmm Yep, and that's a uh, big for the school. So uh, I'll try to start four and and0 tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sagam Valley, they're two and one, and they're traveling to Arthur to take on the three and O Knights. Arthur looking to go a four and and0 for the first time since two thousand and four, and to put that into perspective, that was nineteen years ago. So. Mm-hmm. The kids on the team weren't even born yet. Nope, they were not. <laughs> so that makes you feel a little bit old. A little bit. There, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so Arthur looking to put a stamp on it and make some mysteries. so 04.
1: I was trying to think of where I was in 04. Uh, I was 14.
3: Yeah, say like,
1: I was like a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman. Something
3: like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nakoma. Uh, they are one and two on the season, and they are at Sarah Gordo, who's also one and two on the season. Nakoma's looking uh, to uh, start back-to-back seasons on one and three. Uh, they clawed back and were four and five last year, so they know how important these wins that they need to stack together uh, are. And uh, put it in perspective for Sarah Gordo, they didn't win their first game last year until week seven, so. Uh, they're already off to a better start mm-hmm. uh, there. Nicomas has Tri County next week, and Saragordo uh, has a Sullivan up next. In the little Illini and Mount Carmel, they're trying to put something uh, together, trying to put up a win streak as they are 2 and 1 on the season. And uh, they'll be uh, traveling to Newton tonight to take on the 0 3 Eagles. So, Eagles trying to get off this Schneid against the Aces. Easier said than done. Uh, Marshall is 0-3. They are at Olney, who is 0-3. And And, uh, Marshall, 29-game losing streak for Marshall. I think at the beginning of the week, you said that this could come to an end uh, tonight. And uh, does Marshall get it done? Can they possibly win it tonight? Olney looking for their first win of the season, but someone's going to get it.
1: Yep, someone's getting their first one, Travis. Guaranteed.
3: But does Marshall do it?
1: there's a chance to do it i think it would be this week
3: yeah next week they got uh, robinson too Yep. so it could happen the next couple weeks could snap the losing streak uh speaking of uh, robinson uh, who's 0-3 uh, they are uh hosting the reverse 3-0 and casey casey receiving some votes and the polls that we looked at uh yesterday and casey looking to start 4-0 for the first time since 2014 defense has been the name of the game for the uh, warriors last week was the first points that they let up all season to newton, to newton so uh lawrenceville they are a 3 and 0 they are at a uh, paris who is 2 and 1 best start for lawrenceville since 2014 and uh, this week is the big matchup for lawrenceville hopefully they don't look ahead for this one because it's Lawrenceville versus Casey next week. So we could have 4-0 versus 4-0 teams Mm. possibly if neither one of them looks ahead Mm -mm -mm. to next week. So that should be fun. It should be, yes. Uh, Central Illinois Conference, you got 1-2 and two, a Clinton there at 2-1 Central A&M. Central A&M, of course, coming off of that a victory against uh, St. Teresa there at Milliken. Enjoyed Coach Weekly's conversation talking about uh, that game. And uh, Central A&M trying to put some things together. Uh, they got Tuscola next week for the Warriors homecoming. Mm. Speaking of Tuscola, they are 1-2 and two on the year after a couple of tough losses to the tough opponents. They face another tough squad who just jumped into the top 10 in the uh, polls this week. They are at number 3-0, and number 10, Shelbyville. And Shelbyville looking to start back-to-back seasons undefeated. And it was the first time in a long time that Shelbyville beat Tuscola last year. So you'd probably have to go way back in the archives for Shelbyville. Uh, putting back-to-back wins against Tuscola, but we'll see what happens uh, tonight uh, there with the Warriors and Rams matchup. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shelbyville has got Warrensboro Latham coming up and, Like I mentioned, N M is come calling for Tuscola next week. Speaking of Warrensburg Latham, they're one and two. Uh, they're at making a Meridian, who's one and two as well, and Macon coming off their forfeit last week against Sparta. And Warrensburg-Latham, uh, they are coming off a 24-15 loss to uh, Sherrard there in week three. And finally, in the uh, South Central Conference, he had a 2-1-1. Vandalia, they're at 2-1-1. Piasol, last year, Piasol pulled off the upset in week seven to try to keep their playoff hopes alive. They won 21-14. Uh, Vandelia, they were like seven. and That was only like their second loss in the regular season after... Uh, Lou, man, they beat Payna uh, there last year in the first game, I believe. Uh, but I do know that Piasol won the game last year. Right. So Vandalia looking to um, get some revenge. Get some revenge tonight for sure. And it just seems like I was trying to find out when the last time Vandalia was like three and one, but it just seems like they always start off two and one, three and zero. Oh, so familiar territory at this point in the season for yes. the Vandals. Just consistency all the way around there. Uh, speaking of consistency, Pena is uh, back there as uh, they're 3-0. and They're traveling to a North Mac tonight, and 1-2 and two is North Mac, Pena. Uh, they are off to their best start since 2021, where they're undefeated in the regular season. And last year, this was North Mac's only regular season loss mm. to Pena. So looking for a little bit of revenge for that week. And uh, North Mac back-to-back here with Pena, and they're facing Vandellia next week so they got to go through the Vandals and strike. Panthers yeah. yeah back-to-back weeks very tough if uh, you want to know how tough it is just ask Carlinville because they just got done doing exactly mm-hmm. that uh, they are one and two on the season is Carlinville and they'll be hosting one and two as Staunton again if you want to put things into perspective uh, Staunton uh, they uh, took them to week eight to win their first game so Wow. They're already off to a better start. Absolutely. And uh, Carlinville, they lost in week two to Pena, and then last week to Vandalia there. So Cavaliers trying to bounce back on the season. Uh, Gillespie, they're 0-3. of are at Hillsborough. Hillsborough 1-2 and two on of the year. Gillespie winless so far. And dating back to last season, they've lost 11 straight games now. Last year, Hillsborough put it on them, 63-18 Ugh. last year. So – Hopefully, Gillespie can improve on that uh, from a year ago. Litchfield 1 and 2, uh, they are at a Greenville 3 and 0 are the Comets. Last year, Greenville beat Litchfield in week 5, and that was their final win of the season. There, they lost the remainder of their games, and the Comets are off to uh, their best start uh, since 2019. And Litchfield, again, to put it in perspective, didn't win a game last year, and they already got one this season. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've already won the season, yes, as far as have. I'm concerned. Yeah. Yep. And last year they lost the opener to at Greenville, 37 to two, a zero. So I want to see how much progress is made from this year. From last year. Yep. So we got the entire schedule up on the uh, website, femradio.com, and we'll have uh, the uh, scoreboard up there later on tonight, and we'll have a uh, finals posted for all these games later on this evening as well on the website, femradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find... That. Speaking of local sports, we need to hit up on some local sports from yesterday and take a look at today's schedule as well as take a peek at the weekend schedule as well. Coming up next here on the starting lineup,
0: we'll be right back to the starting lineup on ninety-eight nine. The game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment.
2: Hey, son, how are you feeling?
0: Um, uh, I'm fine, pops. <laughs>
2: What's on your mind?
0: I just... I can't explain it.
2: I'm without a compass. Eyes waiting. started to wonder. Metamorphosis, the loss of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you.
0: Join the celebration at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham marking 65 incredible years. Swing by for a shot at fantastic giveaways including two sets of 3-day passes to October's Rusty Real Lake Jam, plus catch our $65 oil change special and our customer appreciation luncheon Friday, September 15th from 11 to 1. Thank you for 65 years of support see you here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota South Route 45 in Effingham. Constitution Week, September 17th through 23rd commemorates the signing of the Constitution of the United States. Did you know that the Constitution does not give the right to have cases heard by a jury of my peers? The Constitution does not have the words separation of church and state anywhere in it. The Constitution neither prohibits nor encourages that the president and the vice president be from the same party. Study the amendments of the Bill of Rights. Know your Constitution. This announcement was provided by the National Society Daughters of the American Revolution.
3: At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL grill. And football. That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology so you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
2: Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to
3: create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A.
0: And now the starting lineup.
4: To Memphis. Memphis.
3: Turn around three and seven.
4: You made it at the bumper. You made it at the bumper. We're going to overtime!
0: On ninety-eight nine the game.
1: Eric Fry's Sports Center update. St. Louis City SC will try to build their Western Conference lead when they visit the Houston Dynamo at Shell Energy Stadium tomorrow night. Sleepy 2 draw against LA Galaxy last weekend. St. Louis is first place in the Western Conference with 15 wins, 3 draws, and 10 losses for 48 points. Mizzou Tigers look to topple a ranked team when they host number 15 Kansas State at Ferret Field tomorrow. Tigers are 2 0 after beating Middle Tennessee State 23 19 last weekend. Kansas State has won the last two contests against Missouri, earning a 40-12 victory last season. Other college football, West, Western Illinois hosts Lindenwood, Southeast Missouri State welcomes SIU and EIU. Travis has a home game against Illinois State, so he can go up to EIU this weekend and see him play Illinois State. Chicago Sky will try to keep their season alive when they take on the Las Vegas Aces in Game 2 of the first round of the WNBA playoffs in Sin City on Sunday. The Sky dropped Game 1 87-59 on Wednesday, now in Trail 1-0 in the best-of-three set. Chicago Fire FC aimed in a four-match losing streak when they visit Montreal. Tomorrow, Chicago was crushed by the DC United at 4-0 in the club's last game on September 2nd to fire our in tenth place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins, eight draws, and eleven losses for thirty-two points.
3: Welcome back in into the uh, starting lineup here on a ninety-eight-nine. The uh, game. It's Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry powering through, through. the uh, sports center today. Will stop me
1: from doing the sports center update. <laughs> I,
3: was, I was a little worried, uh, but your guy powered through. It's <laughs> uh, one pick, of those days, Travis. Uh, yeah, I. I I feel (laughs) you. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports from uh, yesterday. In uh, high school baseball, it was victorious over North Clay by the final of a a a 9-2. Boris got the win on the mound for uh, the Shoes. He went four and two-thirds innings, only giving up one earned run and uh, six strikeouts. Uh, A. Jones took the loss. There for the Cardinals, three and two-thirds innings for him. Five runs, all of them were earned there. Uh, M. Niebergi and Z. Niebergi, sorry I don't have first names there, but uh, Busher also had two RBIs. Gaddis, Thompson, and Kramer all had RBIs as well. Uh, the loan credited RBI for North Clay with two Zimdars uh, there. Uh, CHBC, uh, they got the win over Murray Grove, 12-1, and Evans got the win uh, there. He went four innings, only giving up three hits, one run, and uh, two walks, and a strikeout uh, there. Uh, and CHBC got the dub. Brownstown got the uh, win over Ramsey via a, a forfeit in uh, volleyball. In the NTC, it was a uh, wins two straws and two sets over St. Elmo, 25-10, 25-10. North Clay, Clay City over CHBC in two sets as well, 25-19, 25-18. And Osatopoulos over Nioga, 25-21, 25-10. And the Apollos FEM over Charleston, 25-18, 25-13. Ocow Valley over Tri-County, 27-25, 25-23. Saragordo over Arthur, 25-8, 25-23. And Arcola over Argenta, 25-10. Argenta wins the second set, 25-22. Arcola with the last set win, 25-10. to Little Illini had Newton get the win over Casey, 25-12, 25-14. Robinson over Mount Carmel, 25-19, 25-23. It was Shelbyville over Tuscola in two sets, Uh, 28-25. 25-20-12 was the... Second set winner in uh, soccer yesterday. You had uh, Greenville get the win over Altamont two to one. It's Topless over uh, Saint Anthony five to uh, nil as you had uh, goals uh, sprinkled throughout there for It's Topless. It was FEM getting the win, shutout win against Charleston a uh, seven to a nil. Uh, Michael Stefton with a hat trick plus one, four goals and assists for Stefton uh, there. Uh, Mahler made five saves as the uh, keeper there. Uh, Mattoon uh, defeated uh, Taylorville 9-1. Argenta over Judiah Christian 7-2. Newton over Mount Carmel 4-1. In Tennessee had a Saint Anthony pick up the win over Flora 7-2-2. And even had some junior high basketball. Last night get started as well. Sacred Heart picked up a couple wins in fifth and sixth grade, uh, 10 to 8 over North Clay, and the seventh grade win over North Clay, 20 to 13. Uh, Saint Anthony uh, won the seventh grade game against Beecher City, 14 to 10. But in the eighth grade game, Beecher City won over Saint A, 23 to 10. From last night, local sports for uh, today in a baseball action. You got CHBC at Altamont, Wizards Two Straws hosting North Clay. Dietrich at Brownstown, South Central at Neoga, in Volleyball Martinsville at Dietrich uh, Lincoln Prairie, you have Cumberland, North Mac, Carlinville, all at the New Berlin Tournament, Tri-County at Villa Grove Decatur, LSA at Okah Valley and in Boys Golf today, you got Windsor, Wizards, Two Straws, Charleston, Mattoon, Arcola, Arthur they're all at Mount Zion for the Mount Zion Invitational Okah Valley at Villa Grove, Hillsboro, Lincolnwood, North Mac at Auburn and some uh, co golf with North Clay and Fairfield uh, matching up there. Quick peek at the weekend. You got uh, the North Clay a baseball tournament there in Louisville. You got Altma, Dietrich, Neogut, Topless, some of the participants there. Uh, Cobden is at uh, South Central. And you also have uh, Winners Two Straws hosting an Invitational as well. You got a junior high baseball postseason. You got... Uh, postseason baseball for regional semifinals and the uh, junior high softball as well be in the sectional championships uh, there. Paris Crestwood matching up with South Central in the St. Elmo sectional championship, AM against Carrollton St. John uh, for that sectional championship, and a two-way uh, Sullivan against Monticello in the Morro Forsyth sectional, uh, Riverton sectional championship, Hillsborough and Williamsville. Cumberland sectional championship, it's Casey versus Newton-Jasper County in uh, 3A. You got a Champagne edison sectional championship with Charleston matching up with and jefferson there. Uh, the uh, NTSC in uh, volleyball, North Clay, Dietrich, be a couple teams there at the uh, Flora Tournament. Uh, St. Anthony, Arcola, and Newton will be involved at the uh, St. Anthony Invitational there at the Inlow Center. South Central, CHPC, Windsor's Two Straws. A few of the teams that are at the Vandalia Tournament, FEM and Mattoon. A couple of the teams at the Charleston Invitational there. Uh, The New Berlin Tournament will continue on Saturday as well. Um, Let's see. In uh, Boys Golf on Saturday, St. Anthony, Altamont, Tri-County, Olney, Casey will all be at Paris. Uh, Girls Golf, you had St. Anthony, Mattoon, at the Decatur-Eisenhower Invitational in Soccer. You got St. Anthony at Alney. It's Topless hosting at Carlinville. Taylorville at FEM. Mount Zion hosting Matt uh, Mattoon. And in a Tennis, you got the, uh, St. Anthony going to Alton for the Alton Marquette Invitational. Uh, it's Topless, Charleston, Mount Zion, Newton, Casey. They'll all be at the uh, Paris Doubles Tournament. And FEM and Matt will be at Chatham Glenwood for the Glenwood Titan Invitational as well. And you got a, a big... Uh, cross-country meet there in Tuscola, the Tuscola Classic. St. Anthony, CHBC, Nioga, Cumberland, Tri-County, Arthur, Argenta, Marshall, Central I&M, Shelbyville, Clinton, they'll all be there in Tuscola there. Altamont, Dietrich, Topless, North Clay, FEM, Mattoon, Newton, Casey, they'll all be in Olney for the Olney Tiger Invitational. And uh, Mount Seymour will be in the Peoria, Notre Dame Invitational. As well, so that's a peek at what is going down this weekend. Lots of stuff going in the ahead. world of local sports. Absolutely, so uh, we'll have the Saturday schedule uh, posted later on, and find that local sports tab on fmradio.com, of course. All right, so we'll move right along here, and we'll close out the show talking about some college football and some Illinois Fighting Illini football tomorrow against Penn State, the Orange Out there at Memorial Stadium. We'll talk about it coming up next to close out the starting lineup.
0: The starting lineup from ninety-eight nine The Game Studios.
2: will be right back. Farmers,
0: we thank you And to show our appreciation We want to give back With Meal in the Field Join WCRC 97 And Culver's As we bring the Meal in the Field Everytime Radio.com And submit your farmer You wish to see fed in the field Winners will be chosen And we'll contact the weekly winner To make arrangements To meet them in their field On Tuesday Brought to you Lock and Security
3: Home Farmers Mutual Powell's Electric DHP Transmission Clovers, Sousinger FS, Boots and Soles, Cash Equipment, McMahon Meats, Feature City Foodliner, Liner, Bluff Equipment, and Bex Hybrids. Go
0: to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in the field on Tuesday. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
3: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to himscom joy. Through hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot slash J-O-Y.
0: And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This
3: is Marty Stock at Holders Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great...
0: On 98.9 The Game.
3: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks Eric Fry here, and uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on uh, this station at ten a.m. We'll begin the uh, pregame show uh, coverage, and eleven a.m. will be uh, the uh, kickoff there. No uh, Fox noon, a uh, big noon and uh, kickoff, well documented on uh, the uh, show. How Champagne I got the uh, shaft there, Penn State. Uh, They'll show up, though, as their 14.5-point favorites in this one tomorrow uh, against the uh, Fighting Illini. And, of course, if you looked at any sort of social media, you'll see the uh, conversation of the Big Noon kickoff crew uh, shunning uh, champagne. But also, it's probably been a, a time or two. The last time that the uh, Fighting Illini faced Penn State was that uh, crazy, epic nine overtime game oh, yeah, where right. the illinois fighting online i won 20 to 18 mm-hmm. in nine overtimes
1: in a rock fight of a big 10 <laughs> game.
3: it's a rock fight of an overtime uh, When i when i heard that like I, I i think i was somewhere else in nine overtimes what mm-hmm. and the final score was only 20 to yep. 18 or whatever
1: yep. i remember watching that
3: yeah those new college football rules yep or whatever yep for overtime so that's been a well-documented of uh, the last time that these two g- teams have a faced off. Of course, it's been a rough go, even though it's, we're only one-on-one one, guys. I mean, it looks bleak with number it seven does. team in the country coming to a uh, champagne this week, but I will say that uh, Penn State does have a spectacular quarterback, Drew Allar, yes. uh, but he's not what, Illinois faced in the first couple of weeks uh, as mobile quarterbacks, they were worried about uh, the Toledo quarterback taking off. They were worried about Daniels taking off last week uh, against Kansas. I'm not going to say that that's going to be change anything, but I'm just saying that he's a different uh, passer, and they're not worried about him getting outside of the pocket uh, there. So maybe that could be a reversal of fortunes. I'm trying here. I'm you're, trying to put a positive spin you're on it.
1: Trying, Travis, and I appreciate your trying. <laughs> this is- it's this, becoming more and more difficult. This defense is giving up 477 yards a game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: And it's split evenly between the pass and the run. We can't do anything on defense at all. Offensively, we can't do anything on offense either. Mm-hmm. A- against a Penn State defense that's given up 224 games, uh, yards this season. Now, I will say that includes an inflated Delaware game that was 63-7. to So, right. y- you know, that's going to happen early in the season. But still, I mean, this is, and you say, oh, it's not bleak, Travis. You know, it's not bleak. We're one and one. But you haven't played good. That's the problem. Yes, we got the win against Toledo. We lost 98% of that game. Mm,
3: Yeah, it was like more like 85%. Okay.
1: It's still more than you can (laughs) hang your head highly in the air about.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no chin up here. If you're an Illini fan right now, mm-hmm. you're just looking at your feet.
3: Yeah, unfortunately. And I Coming into the season, I was pretty confident that Illinois could make this a game and could pull off uh, the upset. You but were. Now I'm not as confident, even though a big Illini homer that I am. You are? It's going to be tough tomorrow. It uh, is. I just hope that Illinois covers. That's the only thing. I just I can't have any entertainment on it. Yes. But I just hope they cover.
1: I just want them to look decent. Right. Give me I've talked about this so many times on this show. Give me something I can point at and say, We did that good. We can build on that.
3: Yeah. Maybe the the second half offensively maybe. It's not much.
1: Oh, from the Kansas game? Yeah. You mean when we were down and it didn't matter and Kansas was just playing around with us?
3: Eh, it's something.
1: You, you got to try, and y- you have to find something to build on. Because right now, as we've talked about, the line is awful. The rushing attack is non-existent.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, right. I'm going to keep saying that until our quarterback, who is not a mobile quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, he's got speed, yeah, he's but, athletic. But he's not a mobile Michael Vick type of quarterback.
3: No, not really. When
1: he's still our leading rusher, Travis, until that happens, I will keep saying that Illinois does not have a rushing attack.
3: Yeah, I know. that has been really disappointing um, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Penn State have won 14 straight games against unranked opponents. The last loss was to Illinois in 2021, that overtime game.
1: Do you know, Travis, what this season has really made me appreciate? What's that? How good chase brown really was yeah because i'm thinking it was all him it was not the illinois team it was not coach Belomish's scheme it was him yeah. being an amazing player
3: right yeah, and they did they did have a couple of veterans on the offensive line they did last they year did. Yeah, yeah yeah so that you're missing too yep extremely right. yeah the, Yep, it definitely makes you uh, appreciate that he was one of the best in the uh, nation. Uh are yep. right up with the best with that guy from Michigan. Same thing with the defense, there. by the way, too. I know. Yeah. There is nothing hasn't I been, can point to. Hasn't been looking too strong uh, as of late.
1: When you're giving up 125 more yards a game than you're gaining.
3: Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ke'Andre Lambert-Smith is one of the guys that Mm -hmm. that defense will try to stop in the passing game. He's currently leading the Big Ten in receiving yards, 98.5 receiving yards per game, and that's ahead of even Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr., who's a talented prospect there. But even though I would say it's kind of a slow start to the season for Ohio State, still adjusting to those rules if you want to make an excuse for the low-scoring output in Week 1 against Indiana. Uh, there but like i mentioned yesterday this wouldn't be the first time that illinois things would uh, kind of be doom and gloom and uh, illinois pulls off the upset against a uh top 10 team in the country and a team that's looking for a big 10 title 2019 field goal mccourt hitting that and upsetting wisconsin 24 23 the that illinois team was only two and four at that point
1: I appreciate. Oh, and three doing, in the conference. Travis. I appreciate it so much, but let's just call a spade a spade <laughs> on this one. Yeah, I mean, again, you're looking at something that you can point to and say, "We did this a good." Mm. That is a moral victory. If you want to call it covering, fine. If you think covering, yeah, is I think a, that's moral a moral victory. victory, but to me, a moral victory is doing something good. And even if that's something as simple, Travis, as limiting turnovers. Because you want to know how many turnovers Penn State has this year, Travis?
3: Uh, Two. None. Oh. Wow.
1: They've taken care of the
3: football exceptionally well. One fumble. That's it.
1: They didn't lose it either. They picked it back up. Hmm. So their turnover differential is two. Hmm. That, that's pretty good.
3: Pretty good, yeah.
1: That's pretty good. So, Do you want to know what Illinois Um turnover
3: how many numbers. turnovers
1: they have well travis i will be glad to give you those numbers as <laughs> right now on the season illinois has drumroll thank you um no fumbles that's good so that's good three interceptions hmm. our
3: did all of them come last week our
1: turnover ratio is zero hmm. so we've only forced three yeah, but hey, our punting team's good, Travis. That's what we can look at, punting numbers.
3: I mean, yeah, seven always... punts
1: for 298 yards through two games. It's a lot of yards punted. That's good. I like that.
3: Okay, I see. Threw an interception in the first game that I don't remember. Uh, only two interceptions last week. Sixteen
1: penalties for 158 yeah, yards. Yeah, the
3: penalties have improved. We're, we're yeah. averaging
1: 79 yards a game in penalties, Travis. Uh,
3: yep, I know. That's got to be better, too.
1: Uh, yeah. So,
3: can't take those undisciplined and penalties sacks. again.
1: Yeah. Eight sacks for 36 yards.
3: Right, yeah. Uh, it goes back to the poor offensive line play. Yeah. So uh, uh, that game will be uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m., a m. kickoff, and at 10 a.m. we'll begin the uh, pregame show coverage right here on 98.9, the uh, game, and the game is set for number seven, Penn State, going up against the Illini 14.5 point favorites over-under is 48 and a half as well if you're interested in that. So uh Coming up next after us, we'll be continuing the uh, Fighting Illini talk, even more in-depth preview of this football matchup with the Nittany Lions, and it's the Sports Spectacular presented by the Illini guys coming up next here on 98.9, so stick around for that, and don't forget about the high school games tonight over on Jack and WCRA. Until Monday, have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you in the pod. Commanded to overtime of the uh, starting uh, lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And we still got stuff to uh, clean up from college football. We didn't get a lot to anything else. Uh, contrary to what the national networks believe, there are more teams than Colorado. Playing this weekend. Well, there are? Yeah, there are. There are oh. more games. So it's not just Colorado State and Colorado is favored know. by 23 or whatever it is with the uh, center, the mecca of college football in Boulder, Colorado. It is. So
1: the, let's be honest, Travis. It's the center of the sports world.
3: I mean, yeah, I guess it's fair. Not even the, the Aaron Rodgers injury distracted you from, but Dion Yeah. and Dion Colorado. brought it back. He brought it back. <laughs> Yeah, and you could also credit Colorado State for bringing it back too, for taking a pot right. shot. at Right, you just <laughs> Coach don't take Sanders. that shot,
1: and we're we've moved on uh,
3: again. Yeah, we said yesterday, why why you do that? Yeah. Why why you poke the bear? It's just gonna be even worse. Hmm. Gonna be even worse now. Maybe they so. got something up
1: their sleeve, Travis. Maybe they got a transfer coming in that's just gonna maybe play. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's the only thing they got. They got a
1: walk on that we didn't know about. That's
3: the only thing they go hope for. They held open tryouts. No one knew. That's the only thing they can hope for. Yep. Uh, and also Colorado. Eh, they're not going to look ahead at a rivalry game, but I would say they got, we looked at the difficult schedule that they got in the next couple of games, mm-hmm. but maybe it might be a look-ahead game. I don't know. Could be. Uh, We'll also hit up on uh, some NFL. We didn't get to talk about the uh, Thursday night game from uh, last night. And we got to wrap up high school football with Pick'Em. And we got NASCAR Pick'Em to come as well to talk about some NASCAR playoffs. And we got to have some uh, this day in sports history and entertainment all as well for today. So, but first before we get into that. Is there anything on sports or anything I wanted to clean up? Yeah, a
1: key defensive player on the Pittsburgh Steelers has landed on injured reserve. Cameron Hayward was placed on the IR by the team on Thursday after he underwent successful groin surgery. Defensive lineman was hurt during the team's week one loss to the 49ers. 34-year-old is expected to miss at least eight weeks. Hayward was selected by the Steelers 31st overall out of uh, Ohio State in the 2011 draft. He is six time Pro Bowler, spent his entire 13 year career with Pittsburgh, and has 78.5 sacks to go with 614 tackles. The Giants will have one of their top weapons available this weekend, tight end Darren Waller, who was listed as questionable with a hamstring injury before the season opener, is expected to suit up for New York's Week 2 battle against the Cardinals at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. Waller missed eight games last season because of a hamstring injury and has missed 14 games the last two years combined. Left tackle Andrew Thomas is also dealing with a hamstring problem, but returned to practice in a limited role on Thursday. The NFL is expanding its partnership with London's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The stadium will now be known as the home of the NFL in the UK, with a deal running through the 29-30 season. As part of the agreement, the league will play at least two regular season games a year at the stadium. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said, quote, growing the game globally is a major strategic priority for the league, end quote. Three games will be played in London this season, two at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and one at Wembley Stadium. Ooh. Yes. Uh, The Boston Red Sox are parting away with Chief Baseball Officer Chaim Bloom. Bloom oversaw the Red Sox roster during his almost four years in charge, including the trade that sent former MVP Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. During Bloom's tenures, the Red Sox made the ALCS in 2021, but also had two last-place finishes in their division. Red Sox owner John Henry said the move signifies, quote, a new direction for the club. Hmm. There's that. And that is your sports center.
3: That's your sports center. Let me
1: double check ESPN see if there was something I wanted to bring up.
3: Um
1: It doesn't look like it. Oh, except for Travis, I didn't know if you were a fan of this. Well, first of all, um USA tops the FIBA rankings despite failing to medal. So <laughs> They know what's up, to. I don't know how that works. Well, they know who's coming. I guess so. They they know. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on the road to recovery after his operation. But the Baseball Hall of Fame, Travis, is opening a Savannah Bananas exhibit. How do you feel about Ah, that? Nice. You a fan?
3: Yeah. I I appreciate what the Savannah Bananas are about.
1: It's going to open up this Friday. Banana's owners told the AP that he's blown away as a kid. You look up to all your heroes in the Hall of Fame to even be considered for a display that shares what we're doing is really special. What started as an idea to exhibit a few banana related items in the Hall of Fame was expanded into a full display and a weekend of activities capped by a game on Saturday at Doubleday Field against their rivals, the Party Animals. Some 6,500 tickets Travis sold out in minutes which has become the norm for the barnstorming Harlem Globetrotter-style team that spawned its own reality series and claims to have a waiting list of more than a million
3: fans. Oof. A million uh, fans for tickets?
1: No, just a million fans, uh, a waiting list to, to get to a Savannah Bananas game. Oh, well... Uh, The president of the Baseball Hall of Fame called the team a phenomenon that is helping attract younger, less traditional crowds with shenanigans such as players on stilts and outs being counted when a fan catches a fall ball in the stands. He said the Bananas deserve to be recognized at the museum that also is striving to create a whole new generation of fans from the national pastime. Quote, I think the game as it is is incredibly entertaining, but they've added an additional element. And I want to bring this up, Travis.
3: Hmm.
1: That is a great, great point that last part yes that they're attracting a younger audience that we have talked about is going away from baseball young crowds don't want to go to a baseball game they don't find it entertaining they don't find it fun they don't find the live experience entertaining being there yeah savannah bananas are doing
3: it yeah now i'm
1: not saying i want the entire mlb to become the savannah bananas that's not what i'm saying
3: (laughs) yeah have uh, outs being counted when fans catch balls in the stands.
4: That's
1: a good idea. It is
3: kind of charming.
1: It is. But what I was going to get to, Travis, is what about making double A a Savannah Bananas league?
3: Mm. Eh, still, Or people, single A. Yeah. I don't even know if you could do that. Why not? I mean, they're trying to keep it serious, and the bananas aren't very serious. Well, as— Are they even really games? They're kind of Globetrotter-esque.
1: Here's the thing. This was uh, quoted—who was it who quoted this? Um, The president of the Baseball Hall of Fame says, Some people who are more traditional may think this isn't quite baseball. And it is different. At the same time, if you look at the exhibit we have on baseball in the 1800s, we're talking about playing the game with no glove and underhand pitching. The game continues to evolve, and I think banana ball is part of the evolution. This is the guy who's around baseball 24-7, president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. hmm That's how he feels about it. Mm. And as the owner of the Bananas said, if we played a role, great. All we're trying to do is get more people involved and get a young audience involved. If we can do that, it's a victory for everybody.
4: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: I, I think that this is something that should um, be looked at. Now, they have had leagues before. Did you know that? No. Yes, they, they were part of a league. The Savannah Bananas were. Um Uh, Well, first of all, they have more Instagram followers than Major League Baseball's best team, the Atlanta Braves. About 200,000 more followers than the Atlanta Braves. Wow. They have 2 million followers, Travis. (laughs) Um, But it was the Coastal Plains League um, team... Uh, They disbanded after the 2022 season to focus fully on the professional squad. The bananas still play a significant number of games in their historic home city on the Georgia coast. Former big leaguers, such as bill Lee, Heath bell, and Johnny Gomes have taken part in games. Quote, banana ball is bigger than we've ever could have imagined. Uh, We have people traveling hundreds, even thousands of miles to our games because they're seeing something they've never seen before. It's not traditional, It's completely fun. And it's entertaining. So I, I think why not look into this?
3: I mean, it's maybe, nice. Maybe it's definitely it something... nice that they're having some Hall of Fame exposure. Yeah.
1: Don't Okay, don't take a minor league league. But why not use this as a way to get young players as well as young fans into the baseball pipeline?
3: Yeah, I like the fans. Like a,
1: like a low A, a high A, you know, one of those rookie ball, something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That is part of the MLB umbrella, right? That guys can go from this to double A. Yeah. Because in the end, at the end of the day, it may be different. It's still baseball. If you can still hit it and pitch it and field it, you'll still be wanted at the next level.
3: Yeah. With the bats on fire. It's People a on stilts. Unconven-
1: unconventional, I will give you that. <laughs> there's also the thing of does it lose its specialty if there's more of it? Yeah. Does it become not as special?
3: Right. Yeah, I guess that that's true as well. You know,
1: if if you have teams in, you know, obviously Georgia, but if you had a team in New Georgia, New York, Chicago, L.A., Seattle, and Texas. In six teams, would it still be special?
3: Right. Probably wouldn't. Probably not. It'd just
1: be looked at as a crazy thing. Mm. Well, the Harlem Globetrotters are as special as they are. because There's no other Harlem Globetrotters. They're
3: well, Yeah, and they always win.
1: They always win. <laughs> Bananas don't always win.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's kind of why I said they're Harlem Globetrotter esque They are. They not are. Quiet.
1: Yeah. So, um... And the Harlem Globetrotters didn't always win either; they've lost.
3: The generals or whoever they yeah. always face, they've won.
1: Yes, you didn't know that.
3: I thought that it's always been the Globetrotters; they've like uh, they won like four hundred in a row or something.
1: Yeah, hold on. I'm it must it just been
3: you. doing that for
1: purposes. Um. Let's see. The Harlem Globetrotters. Origins. Yes. Um. The Harlem Globetrotters have an insane record of 27,000 wins and 345 losses.
3: 45 losses? 345.
1: Oh, 345. They were on an 8,829-game win streak, and September 12, 1995, it ended when they made a trip to Vienna, Austria. There, they played a team filled with retired basketball stars, including honorary Globetrotter Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
3: Well, there you go. So,
1: there you go. Jabbar, who was 48 at the time and been out of the NBA for six years, but he was still Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, scored 34 points in the game and got him a win. So, hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ended the win streak. But, yeah, they've lost. Hmm. They haven't never not, you know, they haven't gone undefeated.
3: Hmm. Uh. Generals have only won three times against the Globetrotters. Yeah.
1: I mean, come on, Travis. Let's be honest. In 2002, the Harlem Globetrotters lost 106-82 to to Ohio State.
4: Mm.
3: Ohio State really shown no mercy.
1: They've lost to Maryland. They lost to Maryland 97-79. to They lost to the ABA All-Star team yeah they've they've lost but as far as to the generals it yes it hasn't been that many times
3: Hmm. well that's kind of what i was thinking of and i was only thinking that they faced nope the generals all the time i think now that's all they do yeah don't know much about my harlem globetrotter have you ever seen basketball i have not i have not
1: my wife has nope kind of jealous of her about that
3: have not would you go I mean, if I got free tickets. Well,
1: no, I'm I'm not saying free. I'm saying if you had to pay for tickets, would you go? No. I would, because usually it's a charity of some sort. Like, it goes to a good
3: cause. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Anywho. 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 All right, so let's uh, move on and uh, let's finally uh, close uh, the uh, book and let's close it on high school sports for a week four preview. Let's get to high school pick'em. High school football pick'em week four on the docket. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go. We got FEM, Cumberland, two games. Yep. And we got Illini, Colts, yep. Bears. Yep.
1: And we got our two additional high school games. So, Travis, let's start FEM at Mattoon. You go first. Who you got?
3: Who you got? Hmm. All right. Well, they need to bounce back here. And I'm going to pick FEM. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say they get the win 28 27.
1: All right, I will, I'll say Effingham as well and I will go 29 to 28. All right, Cumberland at Villa Grove, I will go Cumberland, 24
3: to 21. 24 to 21, nice close game there hoping for it so i will go the opposite way and i will go uh, villa grove uh-huh. i will go villa grove twenty
1: eight two twenty all right travis what game are you picking
3: there are a couple other games out here. Mm-hmm. I could go one way, mm-hmm. but I will go Shelbyville and a Tuscola here. Okay. And I'm gonna go Shelbyville. Uh, I'm gonna go Shelbyville forty. To twenty. Forty
1: to twenty. Mm. All right. Excuse me. I will go. Power through. I am. I will go Shelbyville as well. Mm. One nothing.
3: One to nothing.
1: Yep. Now, I thought about going one way with this with this Travis, uh, and, and that being the, uh, the the Marshall only game.
3: Uh huh. It was on my short list
1: <laughs> to, to, to see who was going to get a win. Um, I I also thought about uh, yeah. mm. let's go. Let's go to the Apollo, Travis, and let's do Muhammad Charleston. Okay. Yeah. And... Call me silly. I'm picking Charleston.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: 28-24. Uh, 28-24. Okay, so... I will go Muhammad here. Now hmm. we go 31-27.
1: All right, to Saturday action: Travis, Illinois hosting Penn State. Penn State minus 14 and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. You got? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Uh gosh, do I, do I pick the Illini to cover? It's the big question. hmm It's a big number. It is. <sighs> I'm hoping for our, all of our sakes that I'm doing a little reverse psychology here. But I'm playing the game. Uh-huh. Penn State. Penn State. Minus 14 and a half. I agree with you. Reverse psychology, do the opposite.
4: Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yep.
3: Do the greeny opposite effect. Yep,
1: no. Penn Penn State's (laughs) going to win this by at least two touchdowns.
3: Oh, they have to. Half a point will get you.
1: They're going to. They're going to win it by a lot. Just like last night. Hey! (laughs) We'll talk about that coming up when we talk entertainment. All right. Uh, Sunday, Colts at Texans. Texans minus one. Travis, who you got?
3: Texans minus Texas one. Texans
1: minus one from this morning. Yes, Friday morning. Just checked it. Texans minus
3: one. All right, I'll go Texas Texans. Texans. Minus one.
1: I will go Colts. That still gives me a way that for the Colts to lose, which they're famous for losing in weird ways. Uh, Bears at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Travis, who you got?
3: Two and a half, you say?
1: Two and a half. Tampa Bay.
3: Damn, Tampa's gonna win by like ten. Yep. So I'm gonna go Bucks. Yep. Two and a half.
1: Yep. Uh, I will go Tampa Bay.
3: Yeah. How about that? Bucks could start 2 0. Yeah. I wonder if Baker will pick up on the defensive signals for the Bears. Probably. We'll see. I
1: don't know if the defense will matter as much as the offense of the Bears, Travis. All right. So, there you go. The pundits seem to think oh, no, this can't be. He can't be this bad for two weeks in a row. Well, he can. If the coaching is bad,
3: yeah, and we've seen it,
1: and we've seen it. Okay, mm.
3: all right. So that is week four. Four, four. high school pick 'em.
1: Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes. We'll update you on Monday if you yes, follow yes, along yes. with us. You can follow along on the weekend yes, as well, you can. like. I do. Uh, so uh, let's uh, transition to uh, the uh, NFL here as the uh, team that Tampa beat last week. The Vikings were in action last night. And uh, they started off 0-2, as Eric mentioned. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. primetime, loses again. And the Eagles win this one 34-28. Yep. I can't really tell if this was game was... Closer than the final score indicated or somehow the Vikings just kind of grinded away and they got back in it. It was at one point uh, Philly had a comfortable lead, even though the uh, Vikings were on top early in the second quarter. Big shout out to TJ Hawkinson. 25 fantasy points for me there last night. Go. That's You'll take that as a t- out of a, a tight help. end. Yeah, he got two touchdowns. So that was huge. Uh, Swift also had a – Uh, Nice night from a fantasy perspective. I was on the opposite end of that one, and he got into the end zone uh, in the fourth quarter there to put the game out of reach. It was 34-21 at one point, and then Hawkinson's with a uh, kind of a garbage-time touchdown with about a minute to go there. Made the final score closer than what it was. Mm -hmm. But Philly winning 2-0. Yep. Home opener. Feeling good. Got some big plays. Feeling good. Even though, I don't know, they were talking about him first take this morning, too, and I don't know what A.J. Brown was complaining about last night. He was going up to Jalen Hurts like he was wanting the football more or whatever, dude. You guys won the game. It was right. a blowout. Right. What are you concerned about getting the ball for? I mean, uh, Goddard, the tight end, had six grabs and you and Devontae Smith combined for four catches, too, and uh, Devontae had that big 63-yarder there, and you were targeted the second most times. Right. So I don't know why AJ Brown was complaining about. Because he's a wide receiver in the NFL. I guess so. You know who is other a wide receiver in the NFL? Who's that? It's yep. Justin Jefferson. Yep. He's a he's a man out there amongst boys and he had 11 grabs again last night and 159 yards he didn't find the end zone hawkinson kind of got a couple of those grabs taken away from him so jefferson didn't find the end zone and i just thought this was nuts and this was uh pretty pitiful on the bears part did you see this stat no <laughs> justin jefferson career uh, receiving yes. yards yes. F- five over 5060 mm-hmm. re- receiving yards the all-time leader in Bears history is 5,059 receiving mm-hmm. yards in 121 games. And Johnny Morris. Yep. Who? Johnny Morris from back in the day. Justin Jefferson already has more receiving yards than the career all-time leader yep. for the Bears. Yep. <laughs> of course he does. Travis. Justin Jefferson is only 24. <laughs> He's only played 52 games. Yep. <laughs> That's just pitiful. It is, 100%. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, wow, that is embarrassing.
1: Very much so.
3: <laughs> oh, man. That,
1: that's, the, uh, that's the Bears. That's the Bears that's for you. That's the ya. Bears.
3: That's Chicago for you. Bears. We'll see if they can bear down against Tampa. Yeah. Road doesn't get easier for I, the Vikings, though. They got the Chargers up next.
1: I was going to say, Travis, uh, I saw a great joke uh, the other day. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, unlike Marty McFly, uh, Chicago Bears fans will never get out of 1985.
3: No, that's true. Mm -hmm. They won't. (laughs) Uh, Philly's got Tampa on Monday Night Football Mm -hmm. next week. Mm -hmm. So, back-to-back prime time games for Philly. Of course. Uh, The other, uh, Salade, uh, Green Bay, they're in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons favored by one and a half. On some sites, I'm only u- using ESPN here just because it's easier. Uh, the uh, Bills, they host the Raiders. Bills favored by eight. Uh, Ravens, Bengals, also in that noon wing uh, window. Bengals, pitiful performance in week one against the Browns. They'll try to right the ship. It's just some excuse that Joe Burrow doesn't have the – Chemistry with the offense yet since he didn't play all preseason and he signed that massive contract. Yep, that's what it is. As well. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks-Lions. Lions Lions favored by four and a half here in the noon window. Chargers-Titans. Chargers favored by a couple Bears-Bucks in that noon window. Chiefs-Jags is a sneaky good game. The Chiefs favored by three. Trying to avoid a start in Mm 0-2. Like I mentioned, Colts-Texans. Uh, And that's the noon window, 3 o'clock window, 49ers-Rams, 49ers favored by 7.5. The Giants-Cardinals, can the Giants not lose by 40 to nothing? We'll see. They're favored by 4. They're the
1: only team in the NFC not to score a touchdown yet.
3: Wow. uh, They're favored by 4. So... The odds are in their favor. The odds are in their favor to bounce back. Cardinals aren't are not the Cowboys. Mm-mm. Say that. Nope. Speaking of them boys, Dallas they're hosting Aaron Rodgers Jets. Successful surgery. Yes. For Aaron Rodgers. Yes. The update the people.
1: He'll be back and better than ever.
3: Yep, darkest he a knack
1: for making other people better.
3: Darkest is uh, before the dawn. Yeah. Whatever he said. Yep. He's a uh, maniac.
1: Who's gonna step on whomever.
3: I see what you did there. Thank you. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, Dallas is favored by nine points here after last week's performance against the G-Men. Uh, Commanders in Denver to take on the Broncos. Dolphins and Patriots on a Sunday night football to a Miami favored by three. And then the uh, Monday night doubleheader simultaneously. It's, well, they're an hour apart, I guess. Uh, Saints-Panthers on ESPN. New Orleans favored by three. Browns Steelers at seven fifteen on ABC and ESPN+. Plus. Cleveland 2.5-point favorites is what they're looking like here. Opening up things there. All right, so last night in a college football, Miami all over Bethune-Cookman. Mm-hmm.
1: 48-7. That's right.
3: So it was a 55-point win for Miami. But – did they cover? No. I don't remember. It was plus 54. So. It was 48 to 7. Yeah. It's so it's
1: a 41.
3: 41. Oh, yeah. I plus them together.
1: Yeah. 41 point <laughs> win. That's a win for us, Travis.
3: Yeah, there you Cookman go. Cookman
1: covered. Thank you, Cookman. <laughs> There Starting you go, the weekend I weekend off with a I,
3: I think I was looking at the uh, over under yeah the over under <laughs> was
1: like fifty something,
3: yeah, I couldn't remember because I remember
1: <laughs> My, uh, Miami was favored by like 50 and the over under was like sixty three or something'
3: There's something crazy <laughs> uh, the schedule this week against call- uh, for college football not great uh, three Florida they there at b c 14 LSU at Mississippi State, Kansas State at Mizzou, uh, 15 in the country as the Wildcats. Weber State at Utah at 1 o'clock, Central Michigan, number 9, Notre Dame, South Carolina, number 1, Georgia, Alabama trying to bounce back after that loss against the Longhorns there against South Florida in South Florida. San Diego State against Oregon State, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Minnesota, North Carolina, I was going to say that would be a decent matchup in uh, basketball, but not so much. Go for a stink there, too. Even though they're 2-0, and start the season. Yeah. Uh, Duke, they are up against Northwestern in Durham. Western Michigan at number 25, Iowa. Uh, Western Kentucky against number 6, Ohio State. Number 8, Washington at Michigan State. Northern Colorado against number 23, Washington State. Number 24, UCLA hosting North Carolina Central. Number 11, Tennessee at Florida. Bowling Green at number 2, Michigan. Georgia Tech at number 17, Ole Miss. Wyoming at number 4, Texas. Hawaii against number 13, Oregon. And then the center of College Football Universe, number 18, Colorado hosting Colorado State. Buffaloes favored by 24 points in this one for the 9 o'clock game. On ESPN. Mm-hmm. So, check it out if you can stay awake for it.
1: I know. That's too late for me.
3: <laughs> Even on a Saturday.
1: Even on a Saturday. Mm. Travis, I have to be on the watch soccer it for pitch at 8.30 Saturday morning. Ooh. Yes.
3: Early, early soccer match early for you. Early
1: soccer match, yes.
3: mm Well, sometimes it's rough.
1: It is rough. mm <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not playing. I'm not running around that early in the
3: morning. I mean, to be fair, I gotta get up and prep for the Illinois game since it's gonna be at 11 a.m. Well, that's m. true. That's true. So I gotta prep. I gotta wake up and tailgate for the Illinois game. Yeah, you gotta pregame. So I mean, that's that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I get spoiled with that 6:30 kickoff a I couple know. weeks yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was nice. A little warm, little warm for the tailgate, but. Uh, Still nice. Uh, hopefully, the one and one record and the performance that we've had in back to back games don't deter people from coming to the game tomorrow. That's what I'm also looking out for. What the student section will be, like. they always complain about 11 a.m. kickoffs, yes, they do. college students getting up for that it's 11 a.m. A kickoff. Start it, not being good. it was already, wasn't full for the Toledo oh, game. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what the orange out. And it's gonna be an orange out, but the Illini are still gonna wear their blue jerseys. Little uh I forgot what Coach Bieluma said about the they try they were gonna try to wear all orange, but some issues with uh I don't know what you call it, but they've had some issues yeah. with that, so they're just gonna wear their blue jerseys. Great So almost an orange out. Almost, yeah. Everybody in the stands will be wearing orange, but not the team. <laughs> Speak
1: speaking of uniforms travis i saw cleveland browns uh-huh monday night's gonna have their white out jersey debut of the white out outfit
3: nice i'm a
1: fan of it i saw a picture of it fan of it are
3: they gonna be white helmets too
1: white helmets with an orange stripe down the middle
3: hmm okay
1: so basically an inverse of their sure white helmets
3: sure copy of the Bengals much
1: well, yeah, 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 well. want
3: to be want to be cincinnati
1: here you go. I got it. I got it for you. Here you go. See? White out.
4: Hmm. I car. do like
1: that we're getting a little bit more creative uniforms in the NFL. Right there I for know. A while it for was like your home jersey, your away jersey. You had an alternate home and an alternate away, and that was.
3: It. Oh yeah, the one thing I can't stand though about the NFL is that you have to have these jerseys approved like two yes. or three years in advance. Yes. And with the uh, the helmet situation, they couldn't do that with alternate jerseys yep. and whatnot. Also having alternate helmets, but yeah, it kind of stinks that we have to go through that process. I agree for the NFL, but So I do, I do admire the. Alternate jerseys mm-hmm. there. All right. So before we get to a uh, NASCAR and a NASCAR uh, pick'em, let's get to uh, this data in a uh, sports history. All right. And we got to get to the weekend as yes. well.
4: We'll start
1: with today. Today in 1969, Travis Steve Carlton established a nine inning single game record with 19 strikeouts. Amazingly, Travis, Carlton actually lost the game 4-3 to to the Mets. He's joined at 19 strikeouts the following season by Tom Seaver and again by Nolan Ryan in 1974. The record of 19 stands for nearly 20 years until Roger Clemens becomes the first to reach 20 in 1986.
4: Hmm.
1: But striking out 19 and losing. Yeah, it's That's tough. Tough, <laughs> tough, tough, tough deal. Uh, on this date in 1971, Robin Yunt's brother Larry makes his major league debut, however... He injures his elbow during warm-up tosses and is removed from the game before throwing a pitch to a batter. Since he was officially announced, he is credited with an appearance in the game. It would be his only game in his MLB career.
3: Really? Didn't
1: even get to pitch in it. Hmm. Only one. Wow. On this date in 2004, as the league's collective bargaining agreement expires, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman announces that the owner's lockout would begin at midnight the following day. The lockout eventually consumes the entire 4 5 season, resulting in the Stanley Cup not being awarded for the first time since 1990.
4: Mm-hmm. 1919.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. On this day in 2013, Peyton Manning, with 307 yards, two touchdowns against the Giants, becomes the third NFL quarterback to reach 60,000 passing yards, joining Dan Marino and Brett Favre. Mm.
4: Um...
1: J- 2020 on this date the Nuggets defeated the Clippers 104 to 89 in game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals in doing so Denver became the first team in NBA history to rally from a 3-1 series deficit twice in the same postseason the team beat Utah in game 7 of the first round hmm. On this or September 16th 1993 the Twins Dave Winfield became the 19th major leaguer to get 3000 hits so he singled off of Dennis Eckersley September 16, 1996, also for the Twins, Paul Moulter gets his 3,000th career hit, becoming the 21st major leaguer to reach the mark. He's also the first to do it with a triple, something Ichiro would do 20 years later. September 16, 2006, the Nationals' Alfonso Soriano becomes the fourth major leaguer to reach 40 homers and 40 stolen bases in a season, along with Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez. When you think of 40 stolen bases, Travis, do you not think... Of Jose Canseco, yeah. Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez.
3: Jose Canseco, for sure. <laughs> Those
1: guys were stealing bases left and right. Absolutely. Ricky Henderson, look out. <laughs> Barry Bonds was coming for it.
3: Well, earlier in his career, Barry was a little uh, yeah. lighter. Yeah. so. He did steal bases then.
1: Uh, September sixteenth, 2012, the Eagles beat the Ravens 24-23 after beating the Browns 17-16 in Week 1. Philadelphia is the first team in NFL history to win each of its first two games of a season by one point.
4: Hmm. Be on
1: the lookout for that this weekend. I don't know who won by a point last week, but be on the lookout. Maybe there'll be another, another one. Hmm. Uh, September 17th, 1961, Fran Tarkenton throws for four touchdown passes and runs for another NFL debut against the Bears, a feat no other quarterback has matched in their first career game, Travis. Hmm, nice.
4: Since
1: 1961, no one else in their first game has thrown four touchdown passes and rushed for a fifth.
3: Hmm. What a legend.
1: September 17th, 2004, Barry Bonds hit his 700th career home run off of Jake Peavy, by the way, becoming the third player to reach the milestone after Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron. Mm hmm. And on September 17, 2011, Ron Artest legally changed his name to Meta World Peace. Nice. So, there's that.
3: Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. The
1: debut. That is uh, the state in sports history. Now, before we get into NASCAR Pick'em, Travis, do you have any entertainment?
3: Uh, I wrote a few down. Okay. Uh, so... I have uh, in the uh, these are all NFL. Uh-huh. Uh, I am gonna stick my entertainment where my mouth is. I'm gonna put Tampa minus two and a half mm-hmm. uh, there. Also, uh, favorites. I got. I'm really hoping for Cincinnati to uh, bounce back, so I'm gonna go ahead and put them a minus three. I'm gonna put Chiefs minus three and a half against the Jags. I think everyone's gonna be putting them on upset alert, mm-hmm. so I'm looking then to do the opposite couple of underdogs I have this week I think the Lions will win the game but I think Seattle could keep it close so I have them covering at four and a half and of course I want to see the uh, downfall of the Bills fall even more so I got Vegas plus eight and a half and the only one in uh, college football I have even though I've kind of been negative towards them Colorado is going to win by 50 so uh, I got them Minus 23 and a half, minus 23, whatever you can find it as. I do it with confidence. Colorado will cover and some.
1: I have 11.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: Said so I was doubling down, right? You said that, yeah. All right. But, so, I
3: mean, you had 10 last week.
1: I know I did. Well, I had 12 total because I had Cookman yesterday.
3: Oh, yeah, so. that's right.
1: But here we go, Travis. You know me. I'm going upsets. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going dogs. So we'll start Old Dominion plus 14 versus Wake Forest. And they can keep close. Versus Wake. And they can keep close. Wake Forest, not known as a football powerhouse. No. Central Michigan, plus 34.5 against Notre Dame. <laughs> I think Notre Dame will get bored, and therefore Central Michigan will cover.
3: <laughs> get bored.
1: South Carolina, plus 27.5 versus Georgia, Travis. Yeah. Give me that. I don't think they'll, they have a chance at winning, but they're going to keep it within four touchdowns. Hmm. I don't think Spencer Rattler is that awful.
3: No. No. Dogs are good though.
1: They're very good.
3: But I Down.
1: I see at least South Carolina putting up 21 points. That means Georgia would have to put up almost 50 points
4: mm-hmm.
3: to cover. Yeah.
1: That just seems like a lot against an SEC school.
3: Yeah, I see that
1: uh western michigan plus 28 and a half against iowa i don't think iowa can (laughs) score 28 points so therefore i think that's a win i would agree (laughs) (laughs) miami of ohio plus 14 against cincinnati
3: okay
1: i think they could actually pull off the upset and win this game Ooh, yes south alabama travis plus seven and a half against oklahoma state
3: okay state
1: I i thought that line was really close it is. I'll 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 take seven and a half with the underdog there. Hmm. Bowling Green plus 40 and a half against Michigan. <laughs> I think mean, Michigan gets bored. Therefore, Bowling Green has a chance.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: Going to Sunday in the NFL, Travis. Mm-hmm. I love your Raiders pick. I got it too. Eight nice. and a half against Buffalo. Yep. I also have Baltimore three and a half against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I think Baltimore could easily beat Cincinnati. Yeah,
3: easily. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Uh, NASCAR race on Saturday,
3: Travis. Yep, Bristol.
1: Chris Busher 1,100.
3: Chris Busher. Won
1: there last year in a much faster car this year than he was last year.
3: Yeah, he's been doing good.
1: That's some nice odds at plus 1,100. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Travis, the Xfinity race tonight. Okay. Even though I did look at Australian rules football and the darts world series, but I ended up staying away from it. <laughs> I looked at it, thought about the it. The dart world series. I was going to th- throw you for a loop. I also <laughs> looked at some cricket as well.
3: Uh, those are some oddities. Uh
1: huh. But Xfinity race tonight Dale Jr. in the field, plus 350 for a top five.
3: Top five.
1: Just the top five. That's all I need from Dale Jr. Hmm. He's gonna be in a fast car. He's not gonna put himself in a slow car. It's his own team. Mm-hmm. He's just gotta survive. I, I think he can get clo- I think he can at least have a chance at a top five. Mm-hmm. It's a place he's won at before in Bristol. So I I like plus three fifty for him to get a top five.
3: Top five finish for Junior.
1: Won only two races this year. Very well. Which is more than last year. Last year he only did one race. So. Junior coming back. Get ready.
3: <laughs> the return. The return. <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, before we we go into our pick 'em, yeah, we did get a thing of NASCAR news um, earlier uh, today, actually, as they are like we said at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that it is. We don't have dates, but it's official. Both Bristol races will be concrete races next year. No dirt on Bristol next year. Nice. So that at least is a good thing. Now, again, we don't have dates. We don't have anything like that. Um, But we at least know that both races at Bristol officially will be on on the the concrete concrete surface. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy about that.
3: I say that happened during the show.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, or
3: at least that's when NASCAR posted about yes. it.
1: so that is some exciting news. It's very good news. I'm um, I'm happy about that. So, also by the way, if you wanna if you wanna help, uh, just because I found this odd, um, McDonald's is running a contest right now where you can vote for Bubba Wallace's paint scheme at uh, Miami, yeah, at Homestead. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna show Travis the three pictures. And see which one he would vote for. So, first we have the Hamburglar, Travis. The Hamburglar scheme.
3: Okay. okay. Black and white.
1: Black and white. The
3: Hamburglar.
1: Then you have, I forget, uh, Birdie. Birdie.
3: Okay. With the wings. I like the wings. Yeah. It's but, a nice but touch. this
1: is the leading candidate, and this is going to win, for sure. Grimace with the purple flames.
3: Let's do <laughs> uh, it. Yeah.
1: That's the one.
3: Right. With grimace on the with uh, grimace on the front on the hood yeah yep. I mean that's that's a winner <laughs>
1: that is a winner all it's right.
3: A, it's a slam dunk there
1: absolutely it is Bubba Wallace also with a, a fun paint scheme uh is it Bubba no it was um um Tyler Reddick this weekend he's got uh, the the MJ paint scheme but it's also got like a little face it's got the jump man with the little face on the side mm, so. I see the face yeah hmm be on the lookout for that. A couple other um, weird paint schemes this weekend as well, such as uh, well, someone decided to just do a a black and white picture of their their paint scheme, which doesn't really look very good. But
3: either. maybe it'll look different on yeah. race yeah. race night.
1: IHOP scheme this weekend. So I'm a big fan of paint schemes when they're good. Not so much when they're bad. And there haven't been really any standout ones this year, which is upsetting to me. But, yeah, it is what it is. So That is uh, that's my NASCAR news.
3: It so is what it is.
1: Let's get to our NASCAR pick 'em, Travis.
3: Oh, let's get to it.
1: You're ahead, 19-16, mm-hmm. as we head to Bristol. So, because you're ahead, Travis, you get to pick first. In the cutoff race of the first round of the playoffs... Currently, as we talked about, Martin Truex Jr. on the outside looking in. Bubba Wallace on the outside looking in. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the outside looking in. And Michael McDowell on the outside looking in. Kevin Harvick only up by two points right now above the cut line. Uh, no, seven. I think it's seven. Um, and Joey Logano is back there as well. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, – it, it's it's, cutoff time. Yeah, plus seven is Harvick, Logano's 12, Christopher Bell plus 13, Chris Busher 13, Ross Chastain plus 18. Basically, I think seven on up, you're good, you're feeling comfortable, as long as you don't make a mistake.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I think if Blaney, who's sixth plus 25, and Kyle Busch, who is seventh plus 24, if either of them have a mistake early on in the race, they could be in trouble get caught up in an accident early, anything like that. Yeah. So, so who you got, Travis? Who you picking?
3: Who you got? You get um, to go first. I have two names uh-huh. written down. Yep. I'm back and forth. Uh-huh. I'm torn on both of them. hmm And I don't like... These are the two... Uh, I don't really like doing this, but I... I'm gonna go with it. And I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson.
1: Going Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Alright. I'm going with one of the bubble drivers, Travis. Mm-hmm. And that is Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick has not been good this season. There is no way Kevin Harvick bows out in the first round of his last season in
3: his last season yep and it's a place
1: he's been good at in bristol he can run good there speed doesn't matter as much there because it's a short track yeah so i don't i think his the fact he doesn't have speed will help what will not hurt him in this race so there we go now travis one last thing i want to ask you who gets eliminated from the playoffs again uh, on the outside right now is mcdowell Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace is 19 back, and Martin Truex Jr. is seven points back.
3: Well, I think he...
1: Harvick plus seven, Logano plus twelve, Bell plus thirteen, Busher plus thirteen, Chastain plus
3: eighteen. Well, I think uh McDowell and yep. Stenhouse Jr. Yep are gone.
1: They're they're both in trouble. McDowell has to win. That's the only chance he's got, and I don't see him doing that. Stenhouse would need a lot of help, but I, I don't think he's going to get it. So I agree with you on those two.
3: Yeah, I I don't want to see Kevin Harvick get bumped yep. out in his last season. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think Martin Trix Jr. will make it. Do you? Yeah. I, I think uh, Bubba gets eliminated too. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree with you on that.
3: And I think Martin Truex Jr. gets an ear. Fortunately that would knock out Harvick or Logano. Mm-hmm. So I would knock out Logano just because I don't want Harvick to bow out. I I don't
1: think Martin Truex Jr. is going to make it. He is never the regular season champion. Know, he's never been good at Bristol. It's one of his least successful tracks. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be playing from behind all night. Which means you have to be aggressive, but it also means you make mistakes. Right. I think Bubba could find a way in, Travis. And the only reason I say that is I don't project Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Joey Logano not having bad nights.
3: Right. I
1: haven't seen the speed out of Logano. So, I, I, Ross is an aggressive driver that sometimes gets himself in aggressive situations and makes mistakes.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And Christopher Bell should be higher up than what he is. He just hasn't been good. I don't think he's had a top five since he won earlier this year. Like, he has just fallen off the face of the earth this summer. Um, <laughs> same with Ryan Blaney. Uh, and Ryan Blaney, not typically a great short track racer. So... Uh, The only one inside the bubble right now I feel really confident about is Kyle Bush because Kyle Bush does really good at Bristol. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: There you go. That is uh, what we got.
3: So, we got Kyle Larson versus Kevin Harvick. In the cutoff race. Yep. Of the first cutoff race to the uh, NASCAR Not only that,
1: Travis, but after Saturday night, we'll be down to seven races left in the season.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Not too many more. That's it. Um, too many more to go.
1: There's some good tracks still coming up. Not next week. Next week is Texas. That's awful. Awful, awful. But then after that, it's Talladega. That'll be fun. The Roval will be fun. Homestead will be good. And, of course, we have to end the season at Phoenix, which stinks. But Anyways, that does it for, uh, for NASCAR.
3: That'll do it. That'll do it. And I think that'll do it for the show. That's the, uh, well, that's the only thing that was left on the uh, docket. So we'll uh, get on getting on. we got football games to get to. It's a little early, but still. For some of us. You get our point. We need to get going. Yep. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back on a Monday. recap everything that happens this weekend and Friday night and of course top three moments from the sports weekend as well coming at you on Monday so uh, thanks for listening thanks for downloading we're out of here have a great weekend
0: peace